Good morning, Impact City. Good morning. How many are excited to be here today? Aren't you glad he woke you up this morning? Gave you strength to be able to stand and come into his house and worship him. We're just grateful for his goodness in our lives. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, and we're, we're excited to be here today. Um, I'm, I'm honored uh, to be before you this morning. And I want to share um, what God has placed in my heart for this moment, for this time. I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles. You can tap or turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. In verse 13, we're going to be looking at one scripture and one scripture only uh, as our main text. And then we will go in uh, to the word of God this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. I'll be reading out of the NIV version. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, not when you, not perhaps, but it says, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way so that you can endure it. You can make it. You can make it. Please take your seat for just a few moments. You can make it. When we think of the word temptation, we usually connect it or associate it uh, to the temptation to do this or the temptation to go there or the temptation that is associated with a sin or a habit or a pattern that could be present in our lives. It has that connotation to it. Um, but we often overlook one association with it that I would like to talk about for just a few moments this morning, and that is the temptation of giving up or the temptation to give up. Because if we're honest and if we're going to be transparent, if we're going to be raw about the issue, there are moments where life can be difficult. While life, uh, we do enjoy it, and while we do say life is good, and indeed is good because God is good, um, the fact of the matter is that there are moments when life is difficult, when life is hard, and it is uh, sometimes impossible to be able to see a solution for the situation that we find ourselves. And we often ask ourselves in, in these moments is, how, how did I get here? How did I reach this level of frustration? How did I reach this level of anger? How did I reach this level of hopelessness where I feel that there is no hope for my situation and I feel that there is no way out for me to be able to accomplish what I feel that it is impossible to do? It's impossible to see a way out, to be able to have some hope and to be able to see, uh, to some, have some encouragement to keep on going and to, and to keep on going in, in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the circumstances that we're hoping. And sometimes all we just need is for some encouragement to come our way. Sometimes all we need is for someone to just let us know that we've been there before and, and to let us know that it will be okay. My, my son Parker, um, when he, his room is um, not always clean, his room, you know, sometimes gets out of control. And, and when we start talking about consequences and we start talking about um, not being able to watch football on one particular day, he looks at me and he says, Dad, give me some hope. 
Give me some hope and let me know that, that if I do clean it, if I can, uh, instead of just focusing on the negative, and that's just us sometimes. We just need some hope. For someone to let us know, for someone to tell us, hey, you know what, I've been there before. And if I made it, you can make it also. And that's what I find in this text today. And when looking at it and when looking at texts that, that coincide with this, Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, when he's talking about the full armor of God, when he's talking about being dressed with the full armor of God, he writes and he says these words. He says, having done all to stand. The word stand that he uses there is, is extracted from the word histemi in the Greek word, which means to be kept intact, to be all together. And this is important because sometimes this is just the opposite of how we feel. This is just the opposite of how we feel because we feel overwhelmed with just life. One thing right after the other, and it feels like, man, we just can't catch a break. And this has been one of those years where it feels like that. Paul, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, he's very transparent about what he's going through. And he's very clear, and he doesn't want to hide anything, but he wants everyone to know what is really taking place in his life. And here you have a guy who's writing the Bible telling you that he is not okay. It's okay that if you're not okay. He is writing the Bible. God is using him to be able to reach many different peoples. And here he writes, he says in 2 Corinthians, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles that we experience in the province of Asia. I have, in other words, he's saying, I have no problem telling you what's exactly taking place. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. Imagine how life, how difficult it had to be for him to feel that way. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Paul could have been talking about countless issues. And he doesn't let us know exactly what is taking place, but he does let us know how it made him feel. And this is so important for us today because there could be countless issues. And your issue is not my issue and the issue from your neighbor is not the same. But it doesn't, the issue is not really the matter of, that I want to deal with today. The, issue, the problem is how it makes us feel. There's countless issues. For you, it could be a worry of what is taking place. For someone, it could be a worry of what could take place. But the issue, the feeling is the same. He's, the Bible says that he felt hopeless and he really didn't even want to live. We don't know what it was, but we do know how it made him feel. And this is, this is important for us to know because life and pressure, they go together hand in hand. And we constantly deal with pressure as humans in different aspects of life. Some people deal with it better than others. And it may be the pressure for you today to rise out of a situation that you've been stuck in for some time. For some, it may be an issue or uh, the pressure to provide for their family or, or the pressure to be better as a man, as a woman. And where do we run when this happens, when we feel alone, when we feel that there is no one there with us, when life just takes us from this high point and all of a sudden we find ourselves in this low moment and no one is anywhere to be found. We feel hijacked by circumstances and by the situations that we face. And the truth is that if not the most difficult year, we have faced one of the most difficult years 
of our lives as, as humans, as Christians, as a church, and as a nation. We have faced challenges that we've never faced. We've faced setbacks that we've never faced. We've faced illness that we've never faced, and we've faced heartache that we've never faced. But I'm thankful for the grace of God that allows us to stand. Not that everything's perfect, but we have a grace that sustains us and that preserves us and that holds us together. And just when Paul, as when Paul was praying and asking God for him to take this thorn from his flesh, and God did not heal him, but he said, my grace is sufficient for you. And that, in other words, God was telling Paul, Paul, things may not always go your way. Things may not always pan out the way you want them to pan out. You may not get the healing the way you want, but Paul, there is something that is greater, and that is my grace to be able to stand to be able to be held together, that we know that there's a God that is stronger than anything that can just keep us. So there's just a, there's five different points that I want to take from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Five different points, and then, and then we can get to lunch. But there's something important that Paul talks about here. The first, he says, the text, the text says, no temptation has overtaken you. No temptation has overtaken you. The test just happens. The trial just happens. There's times when you can be doing everything right and you still have trouble. There's times that you can be doing everything the way you should and struggles still, still come your way. The Bible says that the rain falls on everyone. In the same manner. Been overtaken, but that's key because it's all of a sudden, no time to prepare. No time to be able to brace yourself for what takes place. We've all been there, uh, just a phone call, some type of notification, and all of a sudden our world is turned upside down because of something that just took place. The Bible says that it happens, it has overtaken us. Hey, this happened, and all of a sudden we find ourselves in a trial. We find ourselves in a problem. That is, it is common. It is what the Bible says, that the test just happens. It just chooses us. But the next thing is so important that says, the text says, which is common to man. Which is common to man. This is encouraging. I'm not the only one. You're not the only one that is going through it. You're not the only one facing it. That is why we share our unedited testimony. That is why we share our story because what I'm going through may be something that you faced years ago. And then for me to know that you survived is encouragement enough for me to know, you know what? Hey, he's been there before. If he made it, I can make it too because we serve the same God. And we serve, and if God can help him, God can help me also. The story can help me in my present trouble because it is our tendency to think. I have felt many times I'm alone, that nobody else understands me, that nobody else gets me. But it is encouraging, it's encouraging to know through the word of God that what I'm facing, other people have faced. And if they can, they can make it, I can make it also. I'm glad that the Bible tells us about people that were all messed up and had all kinds of failures and setbacks and struggles, liars, manipulators, deceivers, all these types of people that, that did not have it all together, but yet God brought them through. And, I, and that is encouragement to let me know that, you know what, God will, 
God can do it for me also. That's why the book of Hebrews chapter 11 is there to let us know that, you know what, people can make it from all different walks of life. You and I don't have the same background, the same story, the same education, the same trajectory, but what is common is that we all have faith in the same God. And if God can bring us through, Sometimes that's all I need to hear. Hey, I made it. I don't, I don't need the details. I don't need, I don't need to know exactly what kept you up. I don't need to know how you did it. I just need to know that you made it. And it's encouragement enough for me to say, you know what? I can make it. Also, what I am facing is not uncommon. And then he says, and God is faithful. And God is faithful. He's talking about being overtaken, all of a sudden experiencing heartache, all of a sudden experiencing some type of trial and trouble. He's saying it is common, but then he stops and he encourages and says, but God is faithful. And God is faithful. That's all we need to know in the midst of whatever you're facing today, that God is faithful. That God is faithful, that he never promised that life would be easy, but he did promise that he would be with us every moment. He didn't promise that the, our job would be faithful. He didn't promise that our company would be faithful, that our 401k would be faithful, that our friends would be faithful, or that our family would be faithful. But it does say that God is faithful. He didn't promise that we wouldn't go through anything, but he did promise that he would be with us, that when we would go through it. He never promised that life wouldn't be easy, but he did say, I am your help. And that when we go through the waters, he will be with us. And even though an army encamps around me, my heart will not fear. That even though that there is scripture to let us know, like David said, that I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants beg for bread. Through the fight, through the trouble, through the temptation, through the setback, through the failure, God is faithful. You and I may not always be faithful, but God is faithful. You and I may fail, but he will never fail. If he says that he will do it, because he's not a man that he should lie, he is not the son of man that he should repent, that heaven and earth shall pass away before one of his word passes, and the flower fadeth and the grass withered, but his word will remain forever. I may not know the definitive outcome, I may not know at what time I'm going to come out of this, I may not know how I'm going to come out of it, I may not know how I'm going to be, but I do know that he sits on the throne, and like David understood in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and 17, when he was facing this giant that was terrorizing the land, and the Bible says that the first, the, at the, in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, this giant would come out and just threaten the people of God. But David said, enough is enough. And, and all of a sudden, he goes to the king and he tells the king that I, I want to go and face this giant. And the king tries to discourage him. And he says, let me tell you just two things, king. King saw one time I was out there facing a lion. One time I was out there taking care of the sheep and all of a sudden a lion came and I took care of the lion and when the sheep came I was able to deliver the sheep from the lion and then a bear came. There was two different instances and the, and the, the, the Bible says that David said this. He said the same God, the, the God that delivered the lion into my hand and the God that delivered the bear into my hand is the same God that will deliver this giant. 
What changed? There was a lion, there was a bear, and there was a giant. There was three different circumstances, three different challenges, but he said, it's the same God. It's the same God. Sicknesses change, health changes, there's circumstances that change, but it's the same God that helps us out. And the same God that delivered us then is the same God that will deliver us now. It may be a different problem, but it's the same God. Everything changes in our surroundings, but God doesn't. Relationships change, but God doesn't. Friends change, but God doesn't. The economy changes, but God doesn't. Health changes, but the God doesn't. The weather changes, but God doesn't. The God who ruled the earth last night is the same God who rules the earth this morning. He never changes. He is a still point in a turning world. Though he creates, he was never created. Though he makes, he was never made. Though he causes, he was never caused. Before the mountains were formed and before you brought forth the earth, the Bible says, and the world from everlasting to everlasting, he is God. He doesn't check the weather. He makes it. He doesn't defy gravity. He created it. He isn't affected by a body. He does not have a body. The Bible says that God is spirit. And since he has no body, he has no limitations. He's equally active in Odessa as he is in Africa. And the Bible says, where can I go from your spirit? And where can I hide? The Bible says that David asked, if I ascend into the heavens, you are there. And if I lay down in the grave, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand be, and even there shall your hand sustain me. So where are you this morning? In a depressed state? He's there. In a sad state? He's there. In a lonely state? He's there. In a state where you feel like you are weak? He is there also. He is there with you. He sleeps through the storms and comforts us. And he can speak to the winds and with one word, can change your situation. God is faithful. So Paul says, you've been overtaken. It's common, but God is faithful. And then he says, he will not let you be tempted or tested more than what you can bear or more than what you can resist. You can survive. We were not made. We were made, we were made in the perfect image of God. And he knows our limitations. And he knows what's in, he knows what's inside of us. And even though sometimes we feel stretched, even though sometimes we feel discouraged, he will not let us go through more than what we can bear. He knows our limits. I remember in high school, lifting weights. Yes, it was the last time I lifted weights. Um, there was two spotters. And they were there to ensure that if the weight became too much for me, that if all of a sudden the bar fell on my chest, they were there, they were there to make sure that they could lift that weight and place it back as it needed to be. God, God watches us and takes care of us, and he knows how much is too much 
for you and I. He says he will not let us go through more than what we can bear. He will not let us go through something that is too difficult for us. The disciples are caught in the middle of a storm. They feel that the boat is about to sink because of the storm that has taken place in their surroundings. All of a sudden they go, they wake Jesus up who's asleep. And that, that's a great point to know that some things that put throw us up, throw us in a frenzy, and some things that make us worry, God sleeps through. And all of a sudden they wake him up, they, he comes and he stills the storm with one word. The disciples didn't think they could make it, but Jesus was on the boat right there with them. You can survive if Jesus is on the boat. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We've heard the story. They challenge the king. They get thrown in the fiery furnace. But in the middle of that, God is there with them. You may feel overwhelmed right now, but God is right there with you. And he's watching. Job in his time of trouble said, when I come out of this. He didn't say, if I come out of this. He said, when I come out of this, I will be like pure gold. I have to believe. I have to believe that he will see me through. And you have to believe the same also, that the God that they served is the God that you are serving today. And finally, there is a way out. There is a way out. You can't survive more importantly, there is a way out. The people of Israel th thought that the exodus from Egypt was the end of their life. They're standing in front of the Red Sea. Miles of, of ocean. And, and here comes Pharaoh behind them. <clears throat> they look in front of them. And it's impossible. They look behind them and it's impossible. They look to the sides and there's no way to go. And maybe that's how you feel today, that there's nowhere to go. You've tried. You've made calls. You've sought out help. You've sought out people to be there for you. But there is nobody there and you feel like all the walls are closing in. And all of a sudden, God makes a way. Moses stretches out his rod. And the Bible says that they walk through dry land. That is the God that we serve today, that he will provide a way out, that what he starts in our lives. He didn't bring them out of slavery to let them die in that circumstance. And I have to know that the God that began the good work in me, he is faithful to complete the good work in me, that he will not leave me stranded. And I have to choose to believe that my story will not end in this state of hopelessness, but I believe that even though I feel stuck, even though I feel like I'm immobile, I am going to stand on the promises of God and I'm going to wait until, there is, until he does something. And there's nowhere to go, but we serve a God that turns seas into highways. And where we can at least expect that all of a sudden God makes a way. The Bible tells us that Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16, they're in prison. They're bound by chains. And all of a sudden, all they begin to do is just begin to praise God. They begin to sing to soothe their soul. They weren't doing it for any other reason but to praise God. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that the chains fell. God sends an earthquake. God provided a way out through the midst of their praise. There is a way out. If you can just hold on a little bit, if you can just pray a little bit longer, if you can just believe a little bit longer, if you can just trust in him just a little bit longer, there is a way out. 
Because survival is a matter of endurance. It's a matter of endurance. For you, for you and I just to say, I'm going to hold on. I'm not going to give up. Things are not the way I want them to be, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to believe. Because the Bible says in the last part that he will provide the way out for you to, for you to endure it. Now I'm aware that the it part is different for you than it is for me, and it's different for each of us. But what is your it this morning that you are having to endure, that you're holding on? What is the it in your life that if you just hold on a little bit longer? In Romans chapter 5 and verse 3, the Bible says that we rejoice in tribulations. We rejoice in tribulations. In our trials, how does that even make sense, you may be asking, because I can understand through this that here it's all about perspective. How are you seeing things? We have to be aware that God does not need everything to be lined up and everything to be perfect for him to show up and for him to do something great in our lives. On the contrary, it's usually when we have it, when, when everything is falling apart and it's usually when the walls are closing in that all of a sudden God comes to our rescue and God shows up for us. So what Paul is saying here in Romans chapter 5, it really doesn't fit with what society believes because we rejoice when things go well. But but us as a church, we believe we, we believe that we can rejoice in our difficult moments and in our tribulations because when we rejoice in the tribulations, we're telling God that we're expecting him to show up in our lives, that we're, we're having hope and, and believing and faith in God that he is going to come to our rescue. So we will rejoice in our trial. Would you stand with me this morning? Yes, it happens all of a sudden. But it's also not uncommon. And we will be mindful that God is faithful. That he will not let us go through more than what we can bear. And he will always, whether in one way or the other, he will provide a way out. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, I, re I read to you earlier where he says, we were under great trouble. Life was hard. I, I, Paul says, I wanted to die. We thought we had been sentenced to death. And that's maybe how you're feeling this morning. You just feel overwhelmed. Relationships pulling you in different directions. Your job, the economy, your finances can be difficult. But then Paul writes in the very next verse. He writes with confidence. And it's not because everything was perfect, but because he trusted God. And that's my challenge this morning, is can we trust God right where we're at? Not when everything's perfect, but right, right, right now in our trouble, right now in our pain, right now with our broken heart, can we trust God right now? He writes, he says, he has delivered us from such a deadly peril, from such a deadly situation, and he will, notice, 
I don't know what tomorrow holds, but he says he will deliver us again. I know that this is not the last time I'm going to face trouble. This is not the last time I'm going to go through something difficult. But I know that if he delivered me, he's going to deliver me again. On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. He will continue to deliver us. He will continue to deliver us. So yes, life is not always perfect, but God is perfect. And because of that, that gives us pers per perspective in this situation that whatever we face and that whatever we go through and whatever trial tries to knock us down, that we serve a God that has delivered us. He's kept you standing to this moment. He's kept you intact to this moment. And the same God that has kept you intact to this moment will continue to deliver us. Whatever, whatever tomorrow holds, whatever 2021 holds, he will continue to deliver us. I believe this for our lives today. I believe this for you today, that it may seem impossible, that you feel like you may have hit a dead end, but I believe that there's a God that can make a way where there is no way. And I believe it for you today. And maybe you're here today and this is your first time visiting us and maybe you have not made a decision to, to follow Jesus here at Impact City. We believe that it's as easy as ABC. We admit that we're a sinner. We believe in Jesus and we confess him as Lord and Savior. And we don't let anyone here pray by themselves. So if you are here today with every eye closed, every head bowed, and you're saying, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to believe in the God that can see me through. If you'd like to make this first time decision today I wanted to invite you to raise your hand wherever you are raise it high put a hand raise in the emoji in the chat we believe in community and we're not gonna let you do life alone we're gonna pray with you so everyone together please repeat after me Lord I admit I am a sinner in need of a Savior I believe you are Jesus the Son of God who died for the sins of the world. And I confess you as Lord, Savior, and King of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we put our hands together for Jesus and for all the lives that were just saved? Before we leave this morning, I want to pray for you. That wherever you're at, whatever situation has weighed you down, that you would experience the power of God through your life and through your situation. So I'm going to invite you to raise your hands if you're comfortable doing so. And right where you're at, just begin to receive what God has for you. For someone, it may be healing. For someone, it may be restoration. For someone, it may be peace. For someone, it may be deliverance. It can look different. But God is at work right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for every, every person that is hurting. I pray for everyone right now, God, that feels overwhelmed with life. I pray for everyone that feels 
like they're at the end of the rope, God, right now that you would just provide, that you would make a way, that you would show yourself strong. We trust you and we believe in you, God, and we know that you are a way maker. We know that you are a, a way maker. We know that you can work in our mess. We know that you can work in our dilemma. We know that you can work with our failures. God, right now, bring it together and make it work for good. Right now, God, I declare, I declare that you will provide a way out. You will provide a way out. We thank you right now for being a God that comes to our situations and brings healing and brings power and brings restoration, brings life and brings hope. Right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you for being a God that is able to do the impossible. Do the impossible, God. Do the impossible for everyone that has tried, for everyone that has tried and exhausted all their resources and in, in attempts to be able to resolve the situation on their own and there's frustration right now God that you God would show up and say what you can't do I can do we thank you right now for providing and for doing what only you can do right now in Jesus wonderful name amen